Okay. Hey, what's up? We're back. Hey, how's it going? Episode two. Uh, wait, on. so wait, hold on. Last time was a pilot. Is this? Oh, episode, episode one. You're right. You're uh, right about uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Know my stuff kind of a little bit. Um, so, um, wait, wait, wait. Got to do the introductions. This is oh. Andrew Bush and uh, this is Chris J. Alex. How you doing? What's, what's up? On? Episode one. Episode one. So what's what's going on? You said you had some like locked and loaded. I got a I got a few things, and I know you have a few things too. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Talk. All right. I got nothing. Um, so before Comic Con, <clears throat> we both went to Anime Expo, and I was wondering what uh, your impressions were on that. This is uh, the weekend of July the fourth. Um, what I thought about Anime Expo? Yeah. It's uh yeah it's Anime Expo it's um yeah it's it's Anime Expo um. You go, you watch anime, you, you take <laughs> pictures, you, you buy a whole bunch of stuff that you, you try to keep, but your girlfriend won't let you, and that's about it, you know. How do you feel, it's, how do you feel that that con is different from um, American comics conventions? Because I, I personally feel there's a little bit of a different vibe going on there. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I definitely, you can definitely tell, like, straight away, I mean, just by what people are cosplaying, you know, it's, it's just a different vibe, you know, it's, it's more Eastern-based as opposed to, you know, our stuff, which is Western-based. Yeah, so you, you can see it in the characters. I think, yeah, the vibe is a little different, you know. Um, it's weird. I think people tend to be a little uh, a little more introverted as opposed to the Comic-Con. That's an know. interesting way to put it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, people are social, but, you know, they're just a little bit more reserved than the Comic-Con folk. Okay, okay. I mean, that's just my take on it. Okay. I, I mean, like, I see a lot of, like, crazy cosplay a lot of stuff I don't know um, one of the things I notice is that um, the crowd's mostly younger and I think the reason for that is like people like our parents generation like we talked about in the last episode uh-huh. they grew up with American comics too so you have like a bunch of like older people people that watched you know Adam West Batman and shit like that mm. and but the Anime Expo there's a few older people but it's like 85% or more, like yeah, 30 and under. It's definitely people that sit down and watch episodes upon episodes of something. They're on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that and like, I, I think that it feels more niche because comic book movies and in, in American comics are no longer niche anymore. Yeah. It, they're for everybody, it seems like. You know, the, the comic book movies is like, okay, obviously, you know... I think I feel they just aim more at everybody. Yeah, you know? it's like okay, we want to get your parents because your parents, you know, they're going to have the money for the kids who want to see the comic books, you know, and, and the kids who do have disposable income, they can come on their own. So it's just kind of like I think it's kind of geared towards everybody. Where anime is kind of specific, you know, you find what you're interested in. You know, not everybody's gonna dig everything like on the same wavelength. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, like every show's not made for like a, a, oh, no. a the like everybody on earth. No, no like not at like all. Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and Batman kind of are. Yeah, you know, yeah that that's the kind of vibe I feel. Plus, like like I said last week, or yeah, last week, I I can't place most of the cosplay when I'm there. I don't know I don't know who's what, mm. and that's kind of weird because when I go to American the like a Comic Con in San Diego, I can pretty much pick out everybody sometimes I mean, you know it's about 90 percent but at anime expo i it's like around 
30, yeah, 35. You can pick out Cammy though. Cammy, yes, I can pick out Cammy. Like, this dude sent me, <laughs> this dude text me a picture of Cammy, and I'm salute to whoever was cosplaying her. But wow, it was like in front of my girl. Oh, uh, sorry about this that. Big, like Cammy, and it was like like eighty percent of the picture was crack. Totally, totally my fault on that like, one. Wow. So I'm just like, and it's funny because it just you know how you get a text. If your phone is on sleep, it just lights up. And then, you know, you look at it and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like with my girlfriend, uh, like we'll talk about other girls' boobs and ass all the time. Like, so I kind of forget that <laughs> other girls aren't like that. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's, she's weird. She's totally open about shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my girl's open, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's kind of awkward. Like, you know, some girl's ass out of nowhere. take the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, you don't, don't know the story behind it. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, you just sent me that. You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little awkward. It's funny, though. It's funny, though. And speaking of which, you can get, this is like the, the error that you can totally get caught up no matter what between Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and like, your, yeah. your people know where you are at 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. All the time is like, you can't hide from people no more. You no, can't. no. It's even the fact where it's like, if you get a text and you open the text, motherfuckers like, hey, you, you open the text. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't respond. I see you read it. So yeah. Guys have always been bad at getting caught, but now it's forty thousand times worse. Yeah. I feel like you know, and it's. I mean, I guess if you're playing the, the game fair, there's really nothing to be um, ashamed of. But then again, it's kind of like that. The whole privacy issue like if you're not a terrorist you have nothing to fear so oh, we should yeah, be able yeah, to yeah, yeah. No, look at yeah. all your shit and be all in your ass and yeah. just see everything all the time it's like wait wait no um, I don't have anything to hide but even still like privacy oh is, yeah it's totally it's, it's, it's just a healthy thing to have it's like, yeah 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 I mean the whole you know Snowden you know revealing that you know that they can tap into your phone without you knowing it everybody pretty much uh, what you call it they um, figured that was the case anyway, but mm. when Snowden came out, uh, it was pretty much 100% confirmed. And like the NSA is spying on us all; they have the ability to. I mean, we all carry trackers in in our. Uh, I want to say Ktai, our uh, cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing on the jab. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here, here's what I feel. It's just like I feel like now there are more there are more cameras than there are people in the world. I mean, think about it. No, it probably If yeah. you have a phone, you have two of you, two on you at the same time. Oh, the f- outward facing and interfacing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if yeah. you think about it, how many phones did you did you have, you know, in the last three years? I think there's more cameras around than Most, than most laptops have the camera for the webcam right yeah, there. Speaking of which, um, oh my God, that Xbox One camera, <laughs> the shit that can see you at night, like yeah, you just yeah, turn yeah, your yeah, face yeah, to yeah, it yeah. and it logs you that thing that has got to be like hooked up to some big brother master thing i swear like there it has to be and i've i've done things in front of my camera <laughs> oh you want to reveal anything for the podcast bro? i, I don't want to okay <laughs> this shit's probably going to come out of it because i'm just saying like someone is collecting data somewhere and those xbox like it's scary it can see you in pitch black dark bill gates was quoted and i don't know for sure i'm saying the, the word quote loosely but I think he was quoted saying that he thinks that there should be one world government. Wow. Uh, see, yeah. when you get into stuff like that, uh, there's absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, and yeah, when you start getting into stuff like that, it's like, okay, you could just, you literally have the means to just flip it and anything goes. 
it's if you had, scary. If any, if any, you know, couple of people controlled that much, you know, real estate and anything, I mean, I think scary things. Hell, the scary things can happen now. We're, yeah, I mean, it, it's the kind of like silent takeover, I think. Like, yeah. used to be like you would know if somebody had conquered your country or something. But now, I, you know, it can be done silently through your through the whole country's through computer, through, <laughs> through Facebook, Facebook or whatever. It's a much more silent means of so any cons- controlling people, I any think. Any conspiracy theorists out there who, want to, yeah. who, who would be interested in coming on the podcast, I think it would be... I think it'd be interesting. That would be. I've heard so many conspiracy theories, though, and I, I can't help but feel ninety nine percent of them are are, are not correct. But, uh, but it would be like, interesting to hear some some stuff. I actually subscribe to the uh, anonymous. You know, the hacking thing. No, no, no. no Those no, hacking no. guys. Oh, so you about to get you about you, to land on a no fly list right now? Oh man, did you see? Um, <laughs> so you saw you saw Viva Vendetta. Ah uh, yes, I did see them. They wear those masks. They're called the Guy yeah. Fox masks. It's uh, they they wear those and they're called anonymous and they're called hacktivists. Mm-hmm. And basically, like one of the things they did recently actually was they hacked most of the uh, ISIS Twitter accounts. Wow. ISIS was actually using Twitter covertly. Oh yeah. To to, to, to recruit, recruit and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And anonymous, they're again loosely quoting their their quote unquote elite hackers but they do seem to be good at it and yeah, yeah. they 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 apparently hacked over 300 impor- important accounts or some shit like that um but anyway yeah they're i don't know if this is actually run by the real anonymous it, they're loosely organized there's no real leader or anything i think anyway um and then the anonymous uh Facebook fan page has a bunch of like crazy conspiracy theories on it. So what do you think? We, do you think we went to the moon or no? I believe we did. You, you believe we did? Okay. Right, uh, I, 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 I have to say believe because I wasn't there, but I believe as we went to the moon. Yeah, I think we did. Okay. We did. So do you think something's fishy going on with the story of the grassy knoll or no? That, think? to be honest with you, I haven't done enough research. So I've done more research on the moon thing. We've done more recent. Okay, okay. What other conspiracy theories out there? I think just for a second on the moon thing, I think that it the Russians were watching us for one, and they would have <laughs> called us out immediately. And also, the uh, there was quite simply there were just too many people involved for it to remain a secret. There would have been an Edward Snowden of uh, 1969, hmm. or but the thing shortly but, after. But the thing, but the thing about this generation, I mean, but. If you think back to the time of nineteen, you know, sixty nine or whatever, um, information was not readily available. It was much, much harder to uh, to get information out, and you know, and and to it was just much more and harder to get information out. Now it's instantaneous, so I think it's that's easier possible. to silence somebody like an Edward Snowden back in the day because it's like, okay, well, you know, what are you gonna do? Call somebody? You're gonna still there wasn't the internet. The infrastructure wasn't there to get the word out that fast you know so there there was you know hundreds of thousands of people working on that particular mission though so yeah. I, I just plus it wasn't just one it was several so uh, I lean towards them uh, actually doing it and I think that and I've heard all the rebuttals against people that uh, say that they didn't like the shadows are uneven yeah, and shit and there's like no, that there's no like atmosphere for the flag to wave and then, yeah stuff like that yeah. and it's just like 
the rebuttals are stronger than the original argument against it, I think. So, uh, okay. So Andrew says we went to the moon. Yay! Hooray, hooray America! We what? Went. What about you? Let's let's let's. What about me? Yeah. You know what? I mean, I mean, I I would I would like to believe that you know we we went there and did yeah. our thing and we were first. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll get on that train. You know. Okay. There you go. I mean, plus it's like an amazing, okay, a human achievement plus American achievement. Like, more than war, we a, we can be proud of having fucking amazing science in America. Yeah, and, well, just amazing science anywhere. I mean, just that feed. I, yeah, I mean, I get it though. Yeah, I we mean, we, were, we, we were the first. The, yeah, we the, were the, first. the only flag on the moon is an American flag, although the rays from the sun because there's no atmosphere have bleached it white (laughs) so it looks like we gave up there's a big white flag on the moon right now (laughs) but assuming it's still there it might have been knocked over who knows but i mean apparently it's totally white at this point martian came and thought it was something bleached it took it yeah yeah this so is kind of an off-topic for a otaku podcast, no, but no, I'm, but I'm game. I'm totally game. But that's what we do. Yeah. Man. We're, we're random. We, we, you know, we, what otaku doesn't have ADD? Come on now. Oh, no. You're right about that. There it's too go. much video gaming. There you go. So you had, you had some topics lined I up. I do, oh, yeah. Um, I saw uh, Ant-Man uh, I saw Friday Ant-Man night. Too. Oh, let's talk about that. I this saw is perfect. Too. Perfect. You know what's funny? Because um, originally when I was um, – when I was – Thinking about Ant Man, I was just like, mm, are they about to, Marvel about to take an L. That's what I thought. I was like, I just. <laughs> you think they were like losing it? No, no. I just I thought they were about to. I was like, yeah, they about to lose money on this one. You know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they they just back to back to back. They haven't lost yet. You know, they're like the old school Pixar. Yes. So I'm just yes. like, um, I just didn't know if it could be interesting enough. Like it didn't. I, I just I would just the superpower to me seemed kind of corny. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. The dude can get real small. Like, okay. It's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then I saw it. I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And they did some really interesting. I'm not gonna blow it, but there was like, uh, he, you know, he fights Falcon and stuff like that. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was really interesting. There's so, gonna be some spoilers, people. So yeah. uh, if you don't want to, you know, you might want to skip this episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can say ding or something. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe yeah, you can yeah. say, hey, spoiler alert, and then they'll know to fast forward. We could maybe put it in the description later okay. uh, for the, po- the podcast description. I'll let you SoundCloud that. and shit like that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, so, so, so you liked it overall? Yeah, you know, it was cool, man. Better than you thought? It was a lot better than I thought. Okay, it was a okay. lot better. I like a- <laughs> I like how the, they were having a massive battle, but like on the scale of things, it was still like oh yeah, that was many. That was hilarious. That was hilarious because you could have the most epic battle ever. Yeah, you do that zoom out, and that <laughs> joke wins every time. It was great. Like in the, the suitcase and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, the eyes Falling on the train. Had yeah, yeah, yeah. Was great. Oh, those things growing huge too, like the ant and the Thomas and uh, the tank engine. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing, man. You see, I knew I knew that tank was special though. I knew it was special <laughs> because, like, that's the first thing my man grabbed when he broke in the house. I was like, "Oh, that's, that's a oh thing. yeah yeah I yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, There's something with that. I was like, "That's gonna be a cool bit." So. I like that little Paul Rudd humor where yeah, he he gives that like really ugly uh, doll to the to his daughter. <laughs> that that shit was that's like a Paul Rudd type of moment. I, I think. just liked Paul Rudd in that role. I didn't um I yeah I just I just liked Paul Rudd in that role. I didn't um I didn't necessarily see it. In the beginning, let me ask you a question. What do you think was the biggest surprise of that movie? The biggest, you know, it's just it's just probably the execution. Like I didn't I didn't think it would be interesting. I just I really didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'm. They did a really good job of uh, like 
of like making a little itty bitty ant sized dude like significant. Like how do you, how do you who do you fight? Like, like come on now. I mean the fact that he remains the same strength as a fully grown man. Yeah. That makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That and was cool. the fact that they went to like the subatomic level. Yeah, that was cool. Too. And hinting at like that quantum mechanic stuff and shit like that. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know there's like some scientists out there. Well, well actually, it would never happen. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson is probably taking a shit right now. I'm like, relax, <laughs> relax, guys. It's, it's that guy can't watch any movie, man. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a Marvel movie. Relax. <laughs> yeah, it's like pseudoscience, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, just, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like, okay, he, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, had some issues with uh, gravity, too, which I can kind of see. Because that movie's supposed to be really realistic. That mm-hmm. involves all the spacecraft in it are real. But uh, stuff like, you know, Marvel, it's like, dude, just fucking let it go. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually heard anybody um, say anything about Ant-Man in particular. But for me, the biggest surprise was the uh, was that Hispanic American guy. Oh, 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 you mean Michael Pena? Yeah, is that him? Sorry, I did. I'm he's sorry, d- everybody. No, he's, no, he's dope, man. Yeah. He, he's, he's always been consistently dope to me. Um God, I, I, I was like, who the everything. fuck? This guy, I didn't know anybody was going to upstage Paul Rudd in but, this movie. But he's, been, but he's been at it for a while. You haven't seen, like, End of Watch. He, Michael oh, Pena's that's been, right. He's, he's in End of Watch. Everything. He's in everything. That's right. So, yeah, he's. I've, I've been on his radar for a minute, man. He's he's dope. But End of Watch is so serious. Yeah. And but, he's he is fucking hilarious in that, yeah. man. <laughs> God. Yeah, it was, I, I was, um. Yeah, but I mean, when I see Michael Bean, I was like, I, I get it. Like, I know why he's there because, you know, he's he's that deal. You know, he's, he's a serious guy. I like him. Uh, T.I. was in it, too. That was, okay, that was second biggest surprise. Yeah, T. I knew T.I. was in it, though, because uh, I listened to The Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, so I knew T.I. was in it. Okay, okay. And, um, yeah, you know, man, it was cool. It's filmed in Atlanta. Oh, everything's filmed in Atlanta. When I, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, well, maybe it's the Atlanta connection or some shit like that. Yeah, well, then again, he, you know, brother is T.I., you know. He can, he can go anywhere, but I'm, I think he lives. Yeah, yeah. He still lives I mean, there. He, he owned that city, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.I. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to T.I. This shit was huge when I was in college and late high school mm-hmm. from Atlanta. I had this one. This is another side tangent here, but I was at uh, one of our Japanese meetups. And I mentioned uh, Japanese meetup is where you go to practice um, Japanese, and it's like a language exchange. It is not a dating thing per se, but <laughs> but I, I think that that's where you found your girlfriend, wasn't that? Yes, but I was not planning on that. You was kind of pimping a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of pimping a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, though that's after going for like three years of these things, uh-huh. but yeah. And the thirst is strong. <laughs> Dr. Thirst. Go ahead. Uh, Dr. Thirst. That's me. DJ Dr. Thirst. <laughs> Fucking, um, I mentioned, uh, not to Japanese people, but to like some other like Americans mm. uh, about Outcast and that song Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh, wow. It took, it took them that. First of all, is that the first thing they heard from Outcast? No, dude, this is the thing. They had never fucking heard of that song. And it was blowing my mind because I'm from Atlanta, and even though I am a Caucasian American, <laughs> that's, sh- I mean, hip hop yeah. world is fucking unavoidable in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more avoidable. 
avoidable is not a great word, but you can live outside of the hip hop news and shit like yeah, ubiquitous. ubiquitous. <laughs> yeah, it's more ubiquitous, ubiquitous in Atlanta as you can imagine. And like, I told my brother about that, and I was like, "Am I crazy?" And he was like, "No, they used to play Bob." Bombs over Baghdad from Outcast at pep rallies every fucking weekend, mm-hmm. and so I'm not crazy. It's just like like it didn't really hit home out here. It was, and I looked at the Wikipedia too, and it was not a it was not a big success. Like, I, mean, I, I guess I, I guess in the circles I was in, you know, that song went hard. But I mean, we was we were looking at Outcast since you know Southern playlistic Cadillac music. Yeah, so, you know, we was. AT aliens and shit. Yeah, we was. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Jazzy, yeah, uh, Jazzy, Jazzy, Jazzy Bell. Yeah, that was my joint. I mean, uh, everything Outcast and Ti did basically, we were like really paying attention to. But um, I was like, I was like, wow, man. I mean, Japanese people I could see because they're just in a different, totally different country. <laughs> but they people, just, people they in America, I was like, because it was so big in Atlanta, at yeah. least in my experience, and. You know, it was it was from the it, the people in the group were mainly people from California, so uh, I was like, okay, whatever, maybe it wasn't a big. So hit. if you had to say they don't, if if you had to say something from like Dre or Snoop or then they uh, probably would have known. Yeah, they probably would have known. They, yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, that stuff is still the best. Nineties rap. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know, man. I just feel like the two thousands, and even the eighties, the they they were they were kind of ramping up. For the nineties, it, well, that's it what it feels like. With those, with those hardcore samples, and that's what that's what set it off, man. Them samples, and, and you know, I was I was really in. I mean, production wise, I was really into to Just Blaze and you know DJ Premier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, people that chopped it up and stuff like that. And then the South started winning with the you know chopped and screwed, and now they really winning with the trap music. But yeah, I mean, I think that the heyday was definitely like you know. Um, you know, nineties. You know, yeah. Where they had, yeah. you know, I'm talking about, you know, Wu Triumph. God, <laughs> that beat man, was we, so damn hard. We loved, we fucking, we lived that shit. We listened to that shit all the time. Yeah. When I skateboarded, speaking of songs that kind of came out of nowhere, we skateboarded in high school all the time and in college too a little bit for me, and uh, we played that uh, Notorious Thugs song <laughs> out of nowhere, and we were like, what the fuck is this this is the best song we have ever heard (laughs) (laughs) and we would we would skateboard to that shit all the time and it was oh my god i have such great memories of that fucking song man yeah man music's music's powerful but you had a you had um you had some uh topics lined up yeah yeah um i guess maybe i'm through with that man I, i think well okay so the last um last thing i'll say about it is i feel like it was good, but it wasn't great. Like Avengers One and Winter Soldier, and Cap One Two, I think, and Iron Man I One. I didn't like Captain One. That was, I really. Mean, I I thought it was great. I mean, at a, at a bad ending, I'll give you that. A ter- I mean, not just, terrible, but pretty bad. I just I, I just never really I never really liked Captain like Captain America was never like a cool character. Not for me either. Till I saw the like movies. Ham and cheese. Then I fought. I fought. Um, Superman too, but I mean, obviously we had like you know Chris Reeves coming out, like he, he yeah, made it yeah, cool, yeah, but yeah. just the character in, in general, you know, Superman is is written very ham and cheese to me, so it's very yeah hard to make him to make him relevant in this day and age. And I think I think that's why uh, Zach did a great job with uh, Man of Steel. Like it, it, I think it made us want to watch him. Yeah, I mean Zack Snyder, he actually said in a few interviews that um, Superman is his favorite 
hero, which I thought was interesting because he seems like kind of a dark guy. Yeah. Like he would like Batman more. Yeah, yeah. Like well, everybody. Yeah, I think I think just Batman is the biggest character ever. For Bat- Batman is is number one every month, I believe. Yeah. Even though a lot of it'll be like, and this again, this I have limited knowledge on, on this, but I believe the sales are like Batman is number one, and then it's a bunch of Marvel stuff, and then Superman, and Justice League. But and like I think DC's like forty nine percent where or some, well DC's like right under Marvel. But Batman as is, just, is always just a, on top. Just a dope character, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. always had so many levels. But coming back to the cat, man, uh, that's why the the Winter Soldier really surprised me because Oh, so badass. Yeah. Oh man. God. I was just like, wow, that was that that made me like really like Captain America. And then after I, that. I actually I didn't like Cap at all until the movies. I didn't read the comics at all. I, I didn't think yeah, he it, just wasn't really really interesting. I, I, I love I love the heart of the character. I love how he's like he is that dude that just tries a lot. He's almost like Rocky in that sense. And that's what I love about that shit. That first movie was directed by the by Joe Johnston, the guy that did October Sky, mm. which is a really great pick. He's almost like a Ron Howard type. And well, kind of. And uh I don't know. Like I feel like that that the first here here's the thing. Thor one and Cap One are reversed in a sense for me. Like with Cap One the first act is the strongest, like him as Skinny Steve. Yeah, that was the, that part with was, Bucky. Yeah, like it's just yeah, heartfelt was, moment after heartfelt moment. It's him and Bucky fighting in the streets, and then it's uh, Cap is you know he's got the shield up. Then Cap Cap, and then uh, the the scientist guy um, I forget his name. He he dies pointing at Steve Steve's heart. You know, mm. it's like remain remain this guy, and. Um, like all of these great heartfelt scenes, and then yeah, you know, dies the, on the grenade that was cool. The, that's what I was yeah, trying to yeah, remember. He oh, he shit. throws himself on the grenade, yeah. and he's like, he is the perfect choice, is what the uh, scientist said. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. I, I Tommy Lee Jones, like, he's still skinny. Yeah, he's he's still skinny. <laughs> he's oh still my god. <laughs> also, call back to last week. That's another Blu-ray I worked on. Um, so uh-huh. I saw it a thousand times. Nice. Um, but uh, like what I said about Thor one, the first act isn't that great, in my opinion. I think it gets strong near the end. With the reverse of Cap 1, it's terrible near the end. I mean, it just just dies off. But uh Thor Thor 1 like that 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 fight on the Rainbow Bridge with all the family drama going on. Mm. In my opinion, that was so strong. Like Loki is fucking as Kevin Smith always says, chewing the scenery. He is killing it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, that's cool. I like I like uh, Thor. That was a cool one. I like Thor overall too. I actually didn't like him before the movies either. But back to yeah, <laughs> real yeah, quick, back to Ant Man. I felt like the effects were good. And I like the cinematomic stuff, but the stuff that wasn't the superhero action scenes almost felt like low budget. Like it, which part? Like most of the comedy scenes and and shit like that. It just felt like like Marvel ha- doesn't have great cinematography. Like if you. And they, I think they know that, but it's and they don't. They shoot it like comedy. Mm. They shoot it comedy style. It, that movie, Marvel movies, are shot like a comedy, kind of. You mean when it's not the action? When it's not I, the action scenes. I, like if you look, if you look at Man of Steel and look at the new uh, Batman vs Superman trailer. Oh, yeah, you look at the Suicide Squad trailer. That cinematography is really on point. And most of the nerd community kind of falls for Marvel more. But I mean, I'm saying that the DC movies are going to start to kill it, man. Yeah. It's inter- I think we got an interesting fight, so uh, 
let's let's see where that goes. Batman versus Superman. Oh, I, I just meant like you know DC and Marvel. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? David Ayer, Ayer, the guy that is directing um, Suicide Squad. He was like firing shots at the uh, oh, at he? the panel. He oh, was, was like he, he, he turned up. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he really dude. Motherfucker didn't even didn't even sit down. He just grabbed the mic like a stand up comedian kind of <laughs> walking around. I actually made a post about this on Facebook. I said David Ayer brought the testosterone to Comic Con. <laughs> I mean, he was just saying like he said. Uh, DC has the best villains in comic books, period. Something like that. And, it, I mean, may, I don't know. That's a bold statement. But Batman villains are the fucking most iconic, I would say. Even more than Spider-Man's villains. I think just Batman's world is just much more interesting. It's just... Yeah. It's just his, just his world is just much... It's just more interesting. Well, a lot And of, I think that's, that's what makes Batman a cool character is because he has... He has so many fucking... He's his, most relatable. His, yeah. He's a, he's just a du- rich dude. Yeah. Well, not just that. It's just his world is just like if you look at some of the characters, you know, like you know, um, like we had Penguin, Harley Quinn, mm. uh, fucking, um, there's there just Two Face and, yeah, Two-Face, and Scarecrow yeah, and, Scarecrow, and like, um, his, the Riddler his, and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. are the Riddler. The Riddler's all right, not so much. The Riddler's yeah, cool but, in yeah. Ar- the Arkham games, I think. Oh, see, I didn't even, I haven't even played any of the. Oh, games. those are some of the best versions. The best. Arkham has the best Poison Ivy, hands down. And Ar- Arkham has the best... Um, well, Gotham has a pretty good penguin these days, but yeah. they have a really good penguin. The penguin in Arkham has like that really like uh, low-class uh, uh, British accent. The Cockney accent. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, so he's like a, he's like a British gangster type of, type yeah. of character. And, uh, um, but yeah, I think... I mean, part of it is that that Batman show was on in the 60s. So a lot of those villains like the Penguin and the Riddler and the Joker mm. have been around since our parents. Like, they were really in vogue in the 60s. So they had a while to kind of, like, incubate in our culture. And really, 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 you know, develop and know those characters. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you look at the Flash, the Flash actually has some good villains, but you have to view it differently I think you just got to realize that like this is cheesy comic book stuff but there's still something kind of charming about it yeah especially with when it comes to the flash I think you know I just I was just watching the flash today uh, the CW one what'd you think you know I like it man um, yeah see I, I like arrow it's, it's uh, arrow comes off a very it's like it's kind of like heavy in their world you know oh uh, yeah they're trying to just, be batman kind of it's just kind of heavy but then uh i think flash is just it's just a lot more quick pace it's a little more lighthearted. yes and yes, i tend to yes. go i tend to, to to gravitate more stuff like that i mean they're both dope but i, I feel like i'm i'll feel like i'll get through more of the flash the, the flash the, the pilot is the worst episode and really it just it just gets better and better wow okay. in my opinion yeah hey well hey I'm, yeah i look forward to it i know i'm late i just i saw no it's cool one today Everybody's on their own pace these days. I mean, you got internet and everything. Yeah. Speaking of internet, oh man, uh, have you have you heard um, uh, one of the one of one of, who who's the brother from Nintendo that just passed? Uh, Satoru Iwata. Iwata-san. Yes, Iwata-san. yes, yes. Yeah. That's sad, man. Yeah, man. So uh, I guess. Um, yeah. That's a. Did you see the memes about it online? There oh, was a man. few, few, a little bit of some artwork posted. No, uh, I didn't. Uh, did you, what, what are some of the good ones? The uh, best one describe? was so there are two popular ones, but the the one that was like really hit home was this one. It showed uh, Link 
okay, it showed like it's really really cartoony, like okay. really cute cartoony style artwork, and Iwata-san is like, you know, dead on a bed of roses basically, and there's like a procession of the Nintendo characters coming to, uh, you know, mourn, and mm. the like Link has a heart from you know, like part of his life. Mm. He's he's trying to give it to Iwata-san and. Uh, I think Pikachu is trying to give him something too, and then there's Mario in the back crying with a green, uh, yeah, mushroom, a one-up mushroom, oh. trying to give him a one-up, an extra life. And uh, man, that one was—I was, looked at that one, I was like, oh my god, this I can barely take this. This yeah, is too one. much. Yeah, that's tough. Damn. So I mean, you know, um, just and the other really at a loss for words. You know, you. you Give respect, respect is due. You know. Well, we we talked about all of our favorite Nintendo games last time. Like, you yeah. would, I mean, most kids, well, most adults our age grew up playing mainly Nintendo stuff, and you got to think about how much, how many people he affected, how many people he affected, yeah. how many kids smiled because of this guy, him and like Miyamoto-san. Yeah, like that's. A really big achievement that most people don't don't do yeah. don't have yeah so i mean there you go make the most of your days and um and yeah there's there's something to be said about that so um yeah just yeah i i don't think i i, I don't think many people have had that opportunity you know to really you know really affect people's lives i mean whether it be like whether it be, I know a lot of people might say, okay, video games are trivial, but you know, if you if you think about the progression of where it goes, I mean, it's it's pretty much, it's pretty much this generation's way to relay and and tell stories and interact, and it's grown to its thing. And I don't think it would have been to where it was if it didn't come from where it has came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, people don't really. It's changing, but we we definitely grew up in this time where video games were something that you were supposed to do at a minimum. I mean, maybe you still should because of, you know, eye strain and shit like that, but um, I think more and more people are seeing that video games are a worthwhile experience. Um, and they're, it's, it's just, it's just as, um, it can, it can be just as meaningful as watching a movie. But if you think about it, that's this generation's golden age movies. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you think about it, you know, you know when movies were first a thing, when moving pictures were first a thing, and um, I'm sure people were saying like, "Well, why are you wasting your time watching movies? Mm. You know, read a book; it's more meaningful." But yes, that was probably def- that was definitely said. I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, but n- if you think about it, you know, th- movies are a very, very powerful medium for to to just to just like I said, tell stories are just just connect to the human condition you know they're very uh, they deserve they're they're are designed to be communal even just making a movie it just takes a village and it takes a miracle <laughs> for everything no matter it how it takes a miracle to make a movie it I'll takes a miracle much. no matter how yeah, yeah. bad or how good it, it is you know and i guess the same can be said about you know video games it's very communal and it takes it's th- i think it's this generation's or you know this age not just not just this generation but i'm saying but this this era's way of telling stories and it should be i think it's art i think so too but that's a huge topic by the way you getting levels 
Yeah, I'm getting levels. Okay, cool. Sorry, I had to ask if Jay was getting levels because I actually can't hear him in my monitor. But okay, we're good. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you sound you sound good on the. I got the beats, <laughs> so he's got the okay. good. He's got the good microphone. I uh, got the good headphones. I got the beats, and he's got the good. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you sound good. Okay, cool. Just want to check. Um, so, um, yeah, I think even if you believe that video games aren't art, <clears throat> you must recognize that video games contain art. Uh, if I mean, just the the design of the characters and the way of the look of the levels. Yeah. And I mean, especially games these days, like you put like the backgrounds and the characters. I don't think anybody's going to argue with it. And if they haven't, they need to play the last of us. Just, Oh yeah. That or yeah. journey or something like that. Yeah. 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 Or, um, Fez, um, <laughs> Fez. You know what the Fez, yes. Yeah. I love Fez, man. I think it's such a great idea. <laughs> I saw, I saw, um, I saw a, uh, a documentary on, on, uh, Netflix, maybe, a year ago about like what it took to make Fez and like how that game was like in development. Indie game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah indie yeah, game. Yeah, didn't, yeah. It, didn't that guy try to make Fez for like like something like seven years or something crazy? It was a long time. It was a long time yeah. but he was like hand drawing everything. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. nuts. It was him and one other dude then. Yeah. He, it seemed like he was getting screwed over by that dude in the Yeah, I think he was like movie. doing all the work and then the other guy. I don't know. Don't quote me. Cause I yeah, don't really, yeah. It's been a while since yeah. you've seen the movie but yeah. yeah. But, but I was like, damn, just a level of detail. Like, that dude just, man, just put everything into it. Yeah, I mean, just two guys, yeah. definitely. Fez. Um, going back to the topics, we're going to jump around a lot, guys. So uh, this is that's probably going to be par, is for, par for the man. course on, on American Otaku. Um, <laughs> that's, what a, that's what a podcast is for, man. All right, all right so you know what I think, I think will be cool. Is um, you are a Japanese speaker, yes? Uh, yeah. So why don't you why don't you give us like maybe like a couple of phrases that you know that I think it's hard to think of something out of nowhere. Just something cool, man. Just some shit that you heard as a man. Just some cool shit, you know, like some stuff that feels really good off of your tongue when you roll it off. I'll just... tell you something I learned at Anime Expo. Okay, what was it? Um, <laughs> this is a terrible opener, man, because this is like. I'm going to teach people some dirty Japanese. Right oh, now. you're going to open up with the words? I'm opening up, up with, with some dirty shit. Okay. Well, so Japanese ha- is known for having a lot of onomatopoeia. Uh, they ha- there's, there's onomatopoeia for sounds like in English, but they have onomatopoeia for states and actions. And uh, <laughs> the onomatopoeia for, uh, for jerking off. <laughs> oh, my God. You went right there. Okay. Shko, shko. Wow. Shiko. When would we ever use that? <laughs> you could turn into a verb like "shikoteru," uh, which means I'm I'm jacking off. <laughs> but when we? Okay, I I asked for it. I asked for it. You wanted that's that's the first thing that came to mind. I, all right, give me give me something else something that, I could dirty. Find, that I could use. Like if I was at a bus station, how could I kind of say that shit? Like, hey man, you know uh, I was jerking off. Right, how <laughs> how did I get to Harajuku? Uh. Man, something cool. All right. something like you know, cool. something like you would hear in an anime, and it's like I hear this shit all the time, but I don't know what it means. And it sounds cool. Like, what? What is it? And like, you know, something cool. Oh man, I don't even know. Um, you know, like when you get asked, like, "Hey, say something into the mic to check the mic," and you can't say anything. That's what this is like, but in another language. <laughs> I mean, like you get told to say something, you don't know what to say, even in English. Yeah, um, I guess we'll come back to that. I, uh, 
it take the pressure off. I feel like when you stop thinking about it, like, oh, I should have said this. Yeah, I might come back to it. What? Yeah. So anything, anything that you? I mean, you've been studying for how long? Oh my god, um, I'm embarrassed to say because my shit still sucks. Eleven years for me. Eleven. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Time flies. Damn. Man, where was I? Maybe seven. Seven years. Okay. Yeah, and I still don't know anything. There's probably a couple years there where I study very minimally, but I started in 2004. Because I went to Japan the first time in 2004 on a whim, completely out of nowhere, wasn't planning it. We That's a hell of a ticket to pay, just on a whim. No, uh, let me tell you. Uh, so we got lucky as fuck. Uh, my friend, you want to hear this story? Yeah, I would love to hear this story. It's actually one of, my first, one of the topics on, on my list. Um, I, we, it was July the 4th, 2004. We were out in Savannah, Georgia. I went to I went to college at SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design for film and TV. I uh, said Savannah, Georgia, and uh, uh, my friend was on the phone talking about going to Japan, and we were we had never heard anybody talk about going to Japan before, like not seriously. Yeah, it was just it seemed like going to Mars, you know. Uh, it just was. I never heard of many people going to Europe. Uh, it was just, I don't know. I think that people in the South don't travel a whole lot. But uh, so this, we, heard, we overheard it, and I was always into Japanese stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, I go all the time. My mom works for United Airlines. I can get you a buddy pass if you want to go. What? Yeah. You got like a straight buddy pass? Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. So right. it was 300 bucks round trip. That's awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> where's this guy at now? <laughs> Man, I've asked him. He said he said it like after twenty five, he lost the benefits or something. Oh. Some some weird thing. His mom is like works for check in at the airport for United Airlines or something. Anyway, yeah. So that that is like the beginning of the adventure Damn. for me. And so we went for a week in September of two thousand four. Um, this was whenever this is in the summer between my second and third year of college. I believe, and um, I had to get a passport. I didn't even have one on July the 4th, 2004. So you had to rush one? or I had to, well, didn't rush it, but I went like the next week and got one. And uh, it w- yeah, it was from July to September. So it was like a pretty quick turnaround, basically. And hmm. I used some college loan money, and um, it was well spent, to be honest with you. And uh, Changed your life, 300 bucks. T- changed my life, and, and then I finally saw you know non-Japanese people speaking Japanese fluently and that's what kind of like we've had this conversation off off the podcast but uh, we both saw a non-Japanese person speak and it was like whoa that's really cool and we wanted to start just we wanted to start studying yeah yeah so now you know 15 years later 15 years later 11 11 11 years later you know how to say jerking off I know how to say jerking <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Eleven years, and I could say jerking off. Masturbation's onani. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. So now we gave you your junk food. We got to give you something good too. Let's, something let's good. Give me something. Something youthful. All right. I mean, if you're a beginner, I mean, uh, you can just say like. There's, there's. Thank you. There's. Well, everyone knows that. You um, want to say yeah, the most, very useful one is. Eki wa doko desu ka, which means where is the station? station? Ah, that, that works. Eki is station. Uh-huh. The train station is what we're talking about. Uh, wa is something that I'm not going to explain right now because it's very complicated for a beginner. Yep. Doko is where, and desu ka is is 
in Japanese, the verb is at the end mm-hmm. every time, which is which was strange for me when I first started studying Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changes the way you think, and uh, yeah, it turned it flipped my whole shit too. Yeah, they, yeah, it's unlikely. weird. You know, actually, Latin was like that. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Latin, it's not it's it's not too foreign for Europeans actually. It's just not modern yeah. European. Before we get too ADD, say it one more time. Oh so yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ADD as fuck today. And we all, we all are. Yeah. Um. Ekiwadoko desu ka? If you want, you know, I feel like they should get like an actual uh, Japanese learning program. Nah. Japanese Pod 101, man. Nah, I mean, YouTube's full of that shit, bro. There you go. You got your first little taste. Right here, so if you just that's a that's the number one way. One of the number, well, it's a major way a lot of dudes hit on girls in Japan too. Uh, where's the station? Where's the station? Really? By the way, another little story about me in Japan. When I first went to Japan, you're from Detroit, so you had ridden trains before, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not from Detroit. I'm from Lansing, but I had you're from Lansing. In Detroit, but okay. I, I was okay. In Detroit a lot. No. Okay. So I'm from Alabama. And I and then from 13 until college, mm-hmm. I lived in Atlanta. And I had never in my life ridden a train before going to Japan. Hmm. And you mean I, like a subway, right? Yeah, wow. subway, okay. any sort of train. My first train ever. I was 20 years old, riding Narita Express. That's the state. That's the uh, line from the airport to, the to city, yeah. Tokyo Station or Shinjuku, I believe. And it's weird, man. I remember my friend talking about. Changing lines. We're going to take, you know, Oedo line to uh, Tobu Tojo line or, you know, Chuo line to wherever. And I, I remember being in Tokyo my first time in 2004. I did not know what he meant by changing lines. <laughs> like, we on the train. What are you talking about? I was like, what, what is a line? What are you talking about? I was that green. Wow. I, I, dude, it was crazy. On top of being in Tokyo and everything else being totally new i did not know how trains worked that's great they don't wait a minute they don't have none of that in savannah georgia they don't have no no you never made it to atlanta they don't have no atlanta has a train system but no one hardly anyone uses it actually my the college students use it a little bit Mm -hmm. but you really the south has almost no trains whatsoever yeah, I guess you don't think, you know, South and Subway, they don't really go. You, you grow up riding in cars from the day you're born, basically. Because so. there's so much space out there. I mean, I'm, yeah. my, my, my mother and father are nearly 60. My mom is uh, 59 and my dad's 57. And they have, to this day, never ridden a train. I think it might be time to pay it back. <laughs> yeah. You got to get them out in L.A. and get them on the red line. <laughs> uh, red line. The red line. Now, red line. If y'all know what that is, so so um, <laughs> we try to have like a little uh, subway station. It's, it's better line. than Atlanta. I'll give you that. Oh wow! Okay, it's well, better than Atlanta. But well, we went up to Atlanta. We have yeah. we have the red line, which is basically our pretty much our main like you know little subway. You can go from downtown to to pretty much North Hollywood, and let's just say some of the people on <laughs> I don't I don't know if crazy is you know just relative to the city that you live in, but we got some characters. In LA, so if you ever have to take the red line, just bring headphones or reading material. It's it's got some uh, let's say colorful characters. Oh yeah, yeah Man. for sure. The uh, yeah the the red line, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, you got to watch yourself when you're on it. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like it's not like crime. Like it's not super super bad. Like all right, every now and then, like you know, like there's like a little scuffle or something. You know, somebody gets stabbed, whatever. No, no big deal. <laughs> but um. 
But you know, it's just the red line is. I just I I I don't know about everyone else's experience, but I tend to draw out the real people, whatever that means. So I feel like you have a story for us, Jay. I, I'm do, I'm, go, I'm going not so much as a story, okay. but I'm just going to elaborate. It's like whenever I'm sitting down, you know, and I'm trying to just you know, part of the benefits is being on on the subways. You know, you get to you know get in your 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 left or right brain, whatever the hell, and you just you get to space out. But every yeah, for sure, yeah. But every time I get on, you know, someone always walks up to me and they. Hey man, what's up, brother? Man, you real? <laughs> Let me say, I, I could just, I could just tell that you real. Oh Let my me God. sit right next to you and talk really close to you. And the whole ride is just, you know, you don't mind that my thigh is touching your thigh. And I'm with, oh God! You know, but you just real. I can tell that you real. And it always ends up with man. Yeah, let me hold like a dollar or something. You know, it always ends that way. So, long story short, you know, just, just give the dollar up front. Just, just give the dollar up front, and you'll be good. Get your own peace of mind. Yeah, I try to just run away from those people, man. That's just too much on that on that train. Yeah, you do a lot of running, bro. A lot of thigh, <laughs> a lot of thigh to thigh action. Man. You ever sit next to somebody just uncomfortably close? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially. I mean, we're gonna call back to Japan a lot, but that's where I did most of my train riding. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a lot of that going on. There was a bunch. I mean, you could. It's like Vegas. If you've been to Vegas, uh, you can drink everywhere in Japan. Wow. And uh, I'm not a drinker, so I didn't know that. You can drink on the train and uh at any time and so there's a lot of drunk people especially at night you, you know mainly friday saturday night but it could be any night really and uh <laughs> old japanese dudes you know it's weird in japan because it's like it feels like you know japan's known for having like honor and respect and all this shit but once you get old you don't have to fucking respect anybody dude because you're old like you're like get the fuck out of the way young person you know what i mean it's kind of like here too like i'm old i say what i want i'm speaking my mind i think yeah it's true but it's it's more pronounced in japan i think really? because everybody's so nice that's not old yeah and now that they got to that point in their life you know what fuck it why is it so serious fuck yeah it's it. like i'm retired i worked hard as a motherfucker for 40 years yeah. in a japanese company doing overtime oh, fucking man. not getting paid oh man and yeah. and i'm old now and i'm on my way to an onsen uh which is a hot spring and <clears throat> i'm gonna fucking push you out of the way now young person that's that's what it's like how do you say you real are you real how do you say that in japanese ah <laughs> uh, you uh, you're real that's you know slang is so hard to translate but like the you, real you, the real thing is like honmono how do you say you real how do you say you real jay's asking his uh japanese girlfriend like if, if a drunk person were to walk up to you and you on a train, like, you know, like, you know, in L.A., they'd be like, hey, man, you, you real, man. I like you real. How do you say that? Like you're not, I, you have to explain slang a lot. You have, you're, how do, how do you explain that? Uh, we'll get back to that. Yeah, it's that's, like, it's, yeah. it. Oh, man, slang is just so hard to translate. <clears throat> slang. Slang. Even that's like not too slangy, but. When you convert it to Japanese, it's just rough. Cool. All right, so I have a question. Okay. All right, so since since we we like talking about superheroes all the time. Yeah, for sure. Right, Never so, get old. So who? All right. So who can make it rain harder? All right. <laughs> Could it be who? Is it? Would it be my man from Arrow? Uh huh. Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne? Who can make it rain harder? And 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 please explain your answer. And so you're throwing Marvel into. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of uh, you know wealthy superheroes. Yeah, they're all rich, huh? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about just spending money? Yeah, like who could make it rain hard? Like say, all I think three I of think them were Bruce, in the club. I think Bruce Wayne's got him. 
Over to over Tony Stark? You think so? Actually, they might be equal. They might be equal. That's a tough one. That's tough. That's I think tough. Bruce Wayne is more like old money, though. I think that's how they write it. Like, do you know the comic book Jonah Hex, the western? I've heard about it. Yeah, there was a movie, a shitty movie. So the way they wrote it out is like it's a western, but it's like old ass Gotham or old Gotham plays a part in it. And I believe the beginnings of the Wayne family making money start out in the old west. Some, mm. Something like that. Please correct me on Twitter if you can. But, uh, and it just they make it seem like the Waynes have been rich as fuck for a long ass time. Mm. Um, so it makes me feel like, and I actually don't know if the Stark family has been rich, but I feel like they're they've, or they haven't been rich but, as um, long. Yeah, but uh, I mean, war is a profitable business, and that's kind of where he got his start. So. What do you? What do you? I mean, I I don't know, man. I haven't really thought about this before. You know what? I feel like. I feel like Tony Stark, like the beginning Tony Stark, would would have the money on his person. Uh huh. He would be <laughs> really. He would be. He would be the flashier guy to actually like oh, go yeah. to the fucking bank teller and like, hey, I'm you know going somewhere. You know, well, Tony's a, a really flashy dude. Exactly. So I feel like he'd be the type of dude who'd be like, you know, you know, give me back. I feel like you know, Bruce Wayne would pick up the check, <laughs> and no one would know. Like, Bruce Wayne, he like he would just buy the bar out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. He would, like he in would pick Dark up Knight, the check, yeah. and no one would fucking know. Like I, that's what I feel. I mean, Bruce Wayne is like if he's like acting the playboy it's mainly an act and actually with tony stark it's sort of an act too but he actually enjoys it yeah tony stark enjoys the act but i think that bruce wayne will will act but he doesn't really enjoy it he actually it's just a means to an end for him he's such a serious character batman yeah i mean but there's a lot of really cool deep stuff to batman and there probably is to most comic book characters but i've done the most Amateur research on Batman, but if you're gonna go out, if you're gonna have a night out, go with Tony. Oh, he he'd be more fun. Yeah, go, that's go, for go sure. He'd Tony. be spinning. You'd be, he'd yeah. get you drunk in like five seconds. Go, go with Tony. Oh, speaking of speaking of the new Avengers movie, they had a great they had a great um, thing in there when uh, you know when the guys were all just hanging out and they were they were trying to pick up the hammer and stuff. Like, oh, Eltron, yeah, yeah, was yeah. Great. That was a, that was. One of the highlights of the movie. That man. was great. That was that was a really great time. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'm, come on, yeah, I know you've seen it, but I, I think that part was. I really love that, and I loved Vision because I love um, Paul Bettany. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. Hey, Paul Bettany was that guy in. Um, remember a Knight's Tale? Oh shit! Like a long. The, was it was it Heath Richard Ledger? Gere? No, no, Heath no, Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. He had. He was the Herald. He was the guy that came out and announced him. I didn't see that movie. Oh my god, dude! He was also in Priest, which was kind of a shitty uh, horror movie. It's he, funny because you said shitty movie. I got I got friends that worked on both of them. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, they both were in Priest. And I, they worked on it. In all honesty, I never I never saw Priest, but the reviews were bad enough. Yeah. I just didn't want to see it. But I, I do like Paul Bettany. I do. I mean, I think he's awesome, and he was great. He's great as um, as Vision. I don't know. I really I really like connect with with those kind of characters for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, that was that was just. A, I I really liked that scene. It was just a good time. By the way, I've had I've had this question since our last podcast. Um, questions. You, I like questions. Your your mom, if I may ask, mm-hmm. um, sh- you said she collected like a shitload of comics. What uh, what was her favorite character? Oh, it's, you know what's weird? She read she read a lot of Elfquest. 
ElfQuest, really? Winnie Penny, yeah. She, she. I was not expecting that. I was expecting like Spider Woman or something no, like that. No, no, she wrote a ton of ElfQuest. I never really got in. She, it's funny, but the books that I always see, like her, like because we had a shit ton of books everywhere yeah. all the time. I hated it. <laughs> um, because I had to bag them and shit. Like, I yeah, yeah, bagged and boarded, baby. Oh, I hated it. And then it's like <laughs> they were like mylar or some shit. Like, so we had to take all the books out because they would turn yellow and put them in different bags. I, oh my god! But um, I forgot. But anyway, I would always see her reading Elf Quest. Okay, grew. Believe it or not, grew. G R U. Yeah, G R O O. Grew. Oh, that. Like, okay, grew, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. Weird fucking fat samurai. She dude. was into some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Like she was. In, it grew. Um. And there was another. Oh, she she did read a lot of X Men. She wrote, okay okay because she loved like the Jean Grey, Scott saga. Summers. Yeah, she loved. Oh, that uh, the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, that's the name of my company, Phoenix. Oh, and like, ah, interesting, ah, ah. Yeah, interesting. And, and and you know what's weird is I actually told Brian Singer this story. Oh shit! Okay. When I was working on Jack and the Giant Slayer, that is pretty awesome. It was, actually, it was weird because yeah. I had first of all, like I didn't even know it was him. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were doing motion capture. Motion capture. You guys know what motion capture is, and if you don't, I mean, you can Google it. It's we wear the funny suits and the dots. So, so literally, there were <laughs> there were more producers on that. It was a closed session. There were more producers on that set than there were talent. It was so me. you had time to talk a little. It bit. It was yeah, like well yeah, because it was like it was just downtime. They were doing the reshoots, like all the uh, the giant stuff. So it was me, Richard Dorton, uh, uh, the. John Cashier, the guy who's the Crypt Keeper, like John Cashier. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, uh, John Cashier, um, uh, Will, Bill Nye, Rattlesnake Jake. Okay, okay, call and, back again. Yes, and then, <laughs> um, and then I think there was like one other guy in me. So that was it. That is pretty did, awesome. We did everything. So, so is Brian Singer directing you in the mocap suit? Yeah, well, here's the thing. He, it, it, it wasn't Brian Singer first because... There was this, there was like mainly the guy he was he'd be at the monitor and this is before I knew it was him he would be at the monitor and he'd be like da, 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 let's try this and then the first AD or whoever he would come out and be like okay so let's try this and blah 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 and we do our cycles and we do our other stuff because we we're playing a lot of characters and doing giant stuff so then um, the, he's like hey Chris J come over so I come over and then he, and then this guy comes over he's like hey um, can you throw this uh, can you throw this hammer a, a cool way I was like yeah and I didn't I didn't, I was like, yeah, I can do this. I can, I'll kind of do like a weird, like a shot put thingy. He's like, okay. He's like, we're insured, right? He's like, I was like, yeah. He's like, hit the camera. I'm like, you want me to hit the camera? He's God, like, are you serious? Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, hit the mocap. Now, if in a mocap camera, there's like a volume and they have an array of cameras. If you hit yeah, one yeah, of these yeah. cameras, they have to recalibrate everything. And those, each camera probably costed like, I don't know, like $50,000 or something. They're Viacom yeah, cameras. They're crazy expensive. Yeah. He yeah. was like, we're insured. He's like, hit the camera. I was like, all right. Uh, swung it, boom! Hit the game. He's like, all right, maybe don't hit the camera. <laughs> wow! So you you nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Oh yeah. My God. And, then, and then after a while, this dude had a really big shitty grin on his face. He's like, yeah, you got some one on one time. With How do you feel? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. I was like, what are you talking about? One on one time. You know, through the thing. You know, I, I felt good about it. He's like, yeah, you got some one on one time with Brian. I'm like, oh, Brian who? He's like, you know, Brian, Brian, Brian Singer. I'm like, that dude was Brian Singer. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, that was Brian Singer. It's kind of low key, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. No, because I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't, I just didn't know he was directing. Like, I didn't know he was actually there. I, was, I follow so much X Men movie news. I yeah. know, I know exactly what he looks like. I didn't know what he looks like. I knew who he was because yeah, I, yeah. like, the reason why I moved to L. A. was like seeing the second X Men movie and the Jean Grey thing. I was like, wow, that really speaks oh, to me. Interesting, so like, interesting. That's the reason. It was either New York and L. A. Yeah, for so sure. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, there's movies out there. So I was like, I saw movies. Like, yo, I'm going to L. A. Too. 
So X two is what did it for you. X two is the 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 catalyst. That's why I'm that Nightcrawler scene was fucking cheap yeah. shit. It was awesome. To me, it was it was the Nightcrawler opening was amazing. But uh, that's yeah. one of my favorite characters for some reason. I don't know why I like Nightcrawler so much. He was, that was just dope. What they did with him, he was. <sighs> Just, Teleportation is so interesting to me. Yeah, that was. But it doesn't have like a limit. He gonna do like three miles at a time or something like that. Or? Uh, the way they do it is they. It might depend on the series, but and they they hinted at this in the movie. But uh, he is strongly Catholic. He's German Catholic. Okay. And it ties in with faith for him. So if if he had at first, it's only to places that he can actually see with his eyes. Okay. But then he actually evolves in some way to having faith, the faith to, to teleport to places that he has not seen. Hmm. So there's something kind of cool. Plus he looks like a demon. Yeah. He is a strong Christian that has become like a demon that he cannot, most people would shun him, which is a lot of what, uh, X-Men is about. And, um, yeah, I mean, all that shit is just really well written, I think. Oh, wow. We are actually at one hour. So. Holy shit. Wow, time flew, didn't it? So I, oh, I think it's a good place to end. All right, all right. And Anything else you want to sign off with first? Uh, no, I, I can sign off. I just, well, just long story short, to finish this story, um, yeah, um, I, we ended up coming back a second day, and then I got a, I got a chance to talk to him. I was like, yo. And everyone was super scared to talk to him because the first thing when you're on set is like, I don't want to get fired. That's everyone's thinking that from yeah, the yeah, top yeah. to the bottom. Everyone's they will let your like, ass go. Yeah. yeah every, everyone, like even everyone's thinking like, shit, I don't want to get fired. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. everyone's thought everywhere. So I was, they was like, uh, they was like, he, I was like, dude, we should talk to him. We should talk to him and Bill Nye. And I was like, uh, they was like, uh, you know, we just, you know, we, you know, I was like, man, fuck that. Like if, if you three years ago would could tell yourself, Hey, you're going to have this opportunity. Oh yeah. And you yeah, didn't yeah. do and anything. That's the reason you came you to would, LA. Yeah, you yeah. would kill yourself. You fought so hard to get in the room. And why would you not just talk and be cordial? Don't do it when they're fucking busy. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, they had a little break. I was like, Hey Brian, you know, that I told him the story, you know, long story short. And he was like, yeah, that's really cool. You know what? You're on my phone yesterday. When someone asked me what mocap was, I showed him your thing. I was uh, like, oh, shit. That was awesome. So long story short, we talked. We chopped it up. We talked to everybody. We got to talk to Bill Nye, and he was like the guy from Pirate Radio and, and, and uh, Pirate Davey Radio, Jones yeah, yeah. and so many cool things. And I was like. Rango. Yeah, Rango. And we were talking yeah. about like fucking grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> and I talking about how I made them on a toaster. And I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> like. And somebody was like, man, you got old shit. You can't be talking about grilled tea sandwiches. <laughs> What's that with Brian Singer right here? I was like, hey, man, you know, we just, we just, we just chopping it up. So <laughs> long story short, be comfortable in your skin. And if you have an awesome opportunity, do not choke. My name is Chris J. Alex. And I'm Andrew Bush. And this has been American Otaku. Thanks for listening. Network.